Hey, Real Talk listeners, welcome back. We are continuing momentum, and everyone heard Michelle's true passion for employee experience on our last episode. But really, we're talking about really some key functional areas in human resources where we can really continue elevating the bar. And Michelle, we're here talking about how do we compete with benefits? Why is this a challenge in organizations? So the most progressive organizations and the the ones that probably are not struggling nearly as much with identifying talent, they've got this covered. It's because they have stepped ahead and they understand the variations. So when I think about benefits and guys, benefits in HR, not my specialty. As an employee being provided benefits, that's where I'm packed up. A lot of what you're going to hear from me is coming from a place of doing what I, I tend to do, which is to try to make HR as simple as possible. Okay. So here's the problem. Benefits is not medical, dental, and vision. Let me pause for a second because you guys are going, fuck, yes, it is. I need healthcare. <laughs> of course you do. We all do. But that's where the problem is, is you've got to start thinking about benefits in two distinct columns. One column is expectation. Like, if you don't do this shit, I'm not even applying. And the other is really cool. Now, the really cool stuff doesn't just mean discounts on hotels. That's not what I mean when I say really cool. I mean stuff that enhances the expectation. So when you talk about, let me go back to stuff. No, let's talk about when you want to talk about first for you. Let's go with the first one. Okay. So the expectation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a good one to talk about, isn't it? So let's talk about the things you would not apply for a company unless they had. Now, I'm not talking about independent contractors here because As an independent contractor, they recognize they're responsible for getting these benefits, right? Like, so as a co-owner of Real Talent, I recognize people are not going to provide these benefits for me. However, if I was working for Acme Hammers, these are some of the things that I would expect. First and foremost, health insurance. If you're not providing health insurance, I'm going to have to take a serious pause like a serious pause. And for me, it's not even just do you provide it? There is an aspect of how good it is and how much comes out of my pocket as a result of it. So I actually do want you to have really robust choices as well as perhaps a more conservative choice for those that want it. I prefer the robust. I'd rather pay a little bit more and be able to get more options at where I go to the doctor and not have some of those limitations. So you want to give those your employees those choices. But again, it's not just do you have it, it's what kind of policies do you have? And what does that mean for my paycheck? Those things are going to matter to me when it comes to healthcare. Hey, time off. Mm, this is one that the smaller the organization is, we tend to not define this clearly 
tends to be like some one of those things that <laughs> it depends on your leader. I actually did once before work for a leader who the company had paid time off. It was clearly defined. My leader didn't give a crap. And whatever we did in our department, ugh, it's incredibly frustrating not to know what you're going to have from a perspective of paid time off. Actually, I wouldn't even, I was about to say, regardless of what you call this, because in different companies, you may call it different things, maybe called vacation time or sick time or whatever. I prefer the term paid time off because it's none of your business what I do with my time off. Okay. And typically, this is old school thinking, right? It is absolutely the workforce that I entered when I entered the workforce. It mattered what it was called because they wouldn't let me use my sick time unless I was sick because of the way it was classified, um, the way it was reported on financially. Stop that. It's stupid. If you are going to give me time off, give me time off to use it as I want to. I've even worked for organizations where what you're doing is you're encouraging people to not be honest with you. In my opinion, that's what those I did say my opinion. That's what those policies create. They create an environment where I need the day off because I need to not be around those people on my team today. And if I called you and said, I need a mental health day, you'd be like, I don't care. Sick days are for when you're sick. Well, I'm going to use it anyway. So I'm going to call you instead and I'm going to say I'm sick. I can't come in today because I'm sick. And then you're going to see on social media that I went to the movies to chill out. And then you're going to try to lecture me when I come back. And it's going to be a whole ordeal. Okay. But what I'm telling you is you're creating an environment that is ridiculous. If you're willing to give me time off, give me time off regardless of the reason. Uh, Some of the things that I would expect from paid time off would also include things like holidays automatically in addition to additional time off days. And I would expect something in relationship to like bereavement or leave related to funerals. I would also probably walk away. This sounds like the dumbest reason to walk away from a company, but because I'm in HR, I've seen it done well. So I'm willing to walk away when it is done poorly because it's one indication of how you treat people. I've worked for, worked for or seen organizations where to use bereavement pay, I've got to give you a copy of the funeral announcement to prove that there was actually a funeral. Like if you're going to call me to that level of time off, I'm probably going to walk away from you. Okay, Marie, I've covered two. Do you want to add any thoughts? No, I think those are critical, right? Time off and your basic foundational essentials are going to be the most critical, right? Like medical. I feel like that's, especially from a U.S. perspective, that's a no-brainer, not a requirement from the government, but it's a no-brainer. Yeah. So then obviously you're going to have short-term, long-term disability that is, in my opinion, you better step up, okay? Dental and vision, once again, Companies, especially when they feel like it's required, they might jump into the healthcare part, but not focus on vision and dental. You know what? My eyesight's 
as important to me as clearing up my sinus congestion. So I'm going to, I'm going to want it all. Sorry, work with me. I also want organization that's willing to offer life insurance and some sort of retirement or 401k option. I said want, and that's not fair because again, I'm talking to you about my expectations. If you don't do those things, I'm out. Because I know that I'm not going to get a pension or a gold watch. Even if I make it to retirement, I might get a cake that says happy retirement. So I need to make sure that I have worked with a company that has tried to help me set myself up to be successful forever. Another that I would want, and it, it's definitely going to be associated to healthcare, with, but is something with um, flexible spending accounts or healthcare spending accounts. And they're not, I'm a big fan when more often or more are offered from a perspective of saving or pocketing money. So uh, FedEx has really great benefits when it comes to those expectations. A lot of companies do, but because I was intimately aware of theirs. I'm using theirs as an example, but it could be adult care spending accounts. It could be uh, ways for you to dig into something specific like pet care or things like that. Those are the things where we might start jumping into the nice to have places, depending on who your employees are. Okay, so Marie, I'm going to pause and let you jump in. Yeah, I think uh, when you take a look at some of those aspects, I think it's important to take a look at some of the nice to haves like pet care and things like that. When you take a look, you know, there's a lot. And I think dental and vision kind of go with medical where it's like, okay, that's the foundation. Like if you're not offering medical, dental and vision, got some problems. If you're not offering people to have some time off, that's reasonable. I mean, two weeks, I think, is a thing of the past. Um more people want more time off. They may not necessarily utilize it, which is okay. But I think we need to take a look and assess what policies you have in this new generation, right? So I think you're taking a look at that. Um, And I know certain states require you to pay it out as a company. So you need to accrue it from a financial perspective in your department and your finance department. But yeah, so I think those are things that you consider. And, you know, all the pet insurance and, and you know, uh, daycare expenses, things like that. I mean, you obviously have DCAP, which is a dependency HSA type of an account, uh, which you can take a look at. But that's also included from a medical perspective. So parking and transit and dependent care, those should also be kind of foundational. So, you know, Michelle, like, I guess what outside of that, right? You're taking a look 401k, things like that. Like, how do you compete with benefits? Like what uh, you mentioned, like, obviously these aren't things that are the essentials, but what do companies really need to drill into? So a big part of it is going to result from, again, my opinion on this one is going to result from you collecting really great employee feedback from the employees within your organization on what they do want or what they do expect. We've talked about it a lot in regards to a number of areas on our podcast. I think when it comes to both expected as well as extras, you could break those into two categories as well. And you could have some that are performance-based and that some that just are. And you'll find that also in that extra column. So 
for that extra column, the things that we jump to really quickly are the things that you just mentioned. We think about extra things related to healthcare. We think about we think about things that relate to the expectations, and those are the ones we think about first. What you're finding now is that a lot of organizations or a lot of employees are looking towards organizations that give back. What is your policy for giving back or being a responsible organization in the world? Let's call it that, right? And so it could be things like, uh, do you have anything related to transportation benefits that get me out of the car and maybe encourage me to take some public transit? Do you offer opportunities to give back within the community? What organizations do you as an organization support? So what nonprofits does this organization support? And then how do you allow me to support the organizations that I am passionate about? Like I'll step in and support the ones that this company has taken a stand on every day of the week, right? But what do you do to allow me to support the causes that I care about, that I'm passionate about? Then you can also look, so you've got, how do we give back to our communities, kind of that supporting the world thoughts. But then look at flexibility in the workforce. These are often things that can be easily done with minimal costs. Like your most expensive benefit options are now the ones that I expect you to step up for. All of these others, whether it is like cancer insurance or pet care insurance or things like that, those are optional for me. I may or may not. Actually, probably a great deal of your employees may say no to that because they don't have pets, right? So think about it that way. The stuff that's going to cost you are the things that we expect. Now let's look broader than that. Can you build a relationship with the local fitness community where you can get us discounts. There are a significant number of organizations who will offer you, your employees, discounted prices, in some cases, having no impact on you. Like it becomes an external purchase between your employee and that company. Your company, you, the people I'm talking to right now, you just become the conduit to introduce them. And that's why that external company is giving your employee the discount, right? Do you have additional investment opportunities, particularly if you are a publicly traded company? That was a really kind of incredible thing that FedEx does, whether it was part of a reward for you being nominated for something you may end up with some investment opportunities uh, within FedEx itself. It was a perk that was uh, given out that you could actively invest in FedEx. But again, I have a friend who was given hundreds of shares because of her ability to step up um, and volunteer for a project that she was a part of. So 
there are some pretty significant opportunities for you to jump outside of the standards, but it's going to require that you stop and think for just a second about what your employees are looking for. So I think, uh, Michelle, does it go back? No, I'm just kidding. I was going to say, does it go back to the employee engagement survey? How do you know what they're looking for? (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) You know, interestingly enough, you know, with organizations I was in, once a year, I do a survey check in each country to identify, you know, uh, the perception of benefits as well as uh, what employees were looking for so that during our renewal processes, we could actually implement some things that were most critical to our employees. Because let's face it, why are you going to invest money in different programs if it's only going to have a 1% or less utilization rate, or maybe even one person in your organization wants it, right? So it's helpful to see what's most critical. I'll tell you, during the pandemic, the things that came out the most were fertility treatments and weight loss um, because people were trying to have children and start families while they're staying at home. And they were also uh, eating a lot and drinking a lot of alcohol. And now all of a sudden they need, uh, you know, vast and quick ways to be able to work through some of their weight loss challenges uh, that they upticked during the pandemic. So I think it's ever evolving too. Will those still be what's important to our to organization or that, you know, the specific organization last year, maybe not as next year, you know, I think every year there's a change in dynamic of what's going to be most critical. It also evolves with your population. So as you have attrition, you know, what type of population are you bringing in and what is going to be most critical to them as far as all the benefits that are going to be competitive with other companies? So I think you nailed it. There are two groups that you really need to look at when it comes to those extra things. First is your employees. Always look at them first, but you can start to build an awareness of what good might look like by looking at companies, other organizations. and. In a lot of cases, whether it's metrics or HR policies, we often recommend that you look at like organizations. In this case, I think there are multiple things at play here, especially thank you, COVID-19, for um, making so many people not just leave jobs, but change industries in the process. You can't just look at industries. You need to look at what's happening with organizations around you, as well as what's common within organizations or industries like you. So look at those things. If you start external, which is where I would start, you can begin to build a robust list of what might be happening and that conversation. Like you said, you actively in your role, go out to do some research to understand what is happening. So that'll allow you to build that comprehensive list of what could be good. And guys, I'm going to give you just a handful of examples, maybe three handfuls of examples of things that I'm willing to bet you hadn't thought about or you only thought about them for a split second and thought, that's crazy. Okay, you ready? 
shared leave. This is a perk that I heard an organization that we worked with over Christmas that I had not heard about since I worked at a company called Kinko's. And I was like, that is amazing. They had one of their HR partners that had to take an extended time off. She did not have enough hours and other employees because she basically interacted with the entire 800 staff, employee staff at that point. Uh, She ended up with other employees donating enough hours that she had shared leave for the entire time she needed off for her personal situation. You mentioned fertility adoptions, another a big one that you can get some support for. These really tend to fall in similar categories in my mind. Uh, one is super helpful for the world. One is more internal, but like um, CPR training or crisis like Red Cross crisis training, do you pay for things like that? Do you, you probably have identified a person in your organization that has to wear a crazy yellow jumper if you ever have to evacuate the office, but did you actually do any real solid training for them to make sure that they work in a crisis well? Um, That not, not only helps that person, but they give back, right? Then you've got stipends or opportunities for professional development. Uh, Some organizations go all out and they are willing to pay for your um, higher education. Some organizations do that and then offer things that might be specific to the type of work that you do. Uh, Most organizations that I have worked for prior to becoming independent would offer you the opportunity to work with different organizations within HR. So you could get continuing feedback there. Volunteer pay pay time off. We talked about that earlier. For me, that's a a requirement, but I guarantee most people haven't even thought about it. This is another one for me that's a requirement personally, but not always one that you think about, which is defining your dress code policy. Wendy's has one of, as far as organizations that I have worked with, Wendy's has one of the the best casual dress policies. They actually call it dress for your day. They see you as an adult. If you're going to be sitting in your office working on a project all day with very little interaction with external vendors or customers, dude, come in tennis shoes and a t-shirt. They do not care. Just get your work done but then they know that you're responsible enough to recognize if you're meeting with a vendor that probably your, you know, your game jersey is not the best choice. So you dress for that and they call it dress, dress for your day. So think about that. Lunch and learns, another opportunity for people to get knowledge or experience that is useful. Please note the word is useful. <laughs> so, Don't just think of this like as a TED talk where different leaders, even though those are cool, where different leaders in the company come in and talk about their concept of leadership. But I've seen things in organizations that are built around helping you understand how to get out of debt, helping you understand how to invest. Those kind of lunch and learns, they make their lives successful. And when someone's happier in their lives, And it's a result of the job that they worked for. And beings are going to be happier in their job. 
do you offer vending services? Most companies, unless you're huge, are not going to offer cafeteria services, but do you have vending services? And can you make some of those choices healthy? I mean, we all like good Snickers bar, but it would be nice if we could get some healthy options as well, right? And so going back to your weight loss stuff, do you have wellness programs? Do you have referral programs? Do you offer relationships with other vendors like car washes or childcare or salons in the area? We worked with an organization once who offered very discounted health trackers and in addition to a discounted rate on a health tracker if you got your 10,000 steps a day every day for the month they put $25 in your healthcare spending account and why did they do that because healthy employees come to work and they perform better while they're there and so they were looking at the bigger picture instead of the smaller picture The reason I wanted to go through that list is what you said, Maria, which is most people don't proactively look for what folks want. As a result of that, what is expected versus what is cool is not clearly identified within the organization. Even going back to what I said about casual dress or dress for your day, There is zero chance that I'm going to work for a place that does not offer casual dress. In fact, the last, that's not even a fair statement because I'm not going back to corporate America. I like this role, but the last company that I worked for, it was not clearly defined. And so everybody was living on the assumption of what it was when it was defined. And I'm going to be honest with you. I did not come to work that way. I did not care what they thought. I came to work in, I'm from the South. It's kind of hot here. I came to work usually in capri jeans and chugs. And while my shirt was typically professional, it was not t-shirt shirt. There was zero chance that I was coming dressed out unless I had a series of meetings where that was appropriate. So there you go. Do your research. Find out what is trending. That's one you got to do here. And two, you got to talk to your people because your people are the ones that you want to stay. As a result of that, you need to build a policy that addresses their needs. So done. You heard it first. I think that's going to be the most critical, right? What's going on? What's new and innovative in the world that's going to be impacting your entire total rewards package, as well as what's most important out of those for the people in your population. So thanks so much. It's exciting to talk through benefits. Hopefully you consider that. Until next time, take care, everyone. Bye. Bye. 